Welcome back to another episode of the Honeycut Scenario. This is number 44, slightly delayed from number 43. I'm your host, Craig. This is my Coffee with Friends podcast where I talk about things that are in my world because we're all separate. Not all of us, but a lot of us. And uh, it's nice to have conversations with friends. So thank you for tuning in. If you're tuning in and I hope uh, wherever you are, you're being good to yourself and uh, life is being good to you. Now, there was a little bit of delay since the last episode. I had recorded an episode last week uh, right after Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and it was not a great podcast. I was a, it was a bummer, and I try not to be a bummer, and I just needed a little time to kind of read and soak things in and just uh, reapproach this podcast because uh, the world is, once again, upside down, more for some people than other people, obviously. So my apologies about the delay, but I'll be talking a little bit about Ukraine, some of the things I've learned, some of the people that I know, and some of the efforts on the ground, and just some observations uh, on a human level here, even on the Outer Banks, because this is touching us all in in very unique ways, I believe. And before we go into the topic, I do want to do what I like to do, which is talk a little bit about the weather, because it's the little things, and especially on the Outer Banks, it's uh, weather's a big deal. It's a beautiful day here. It's sunny. It's like an early spring day. It's gentle, not too much wind, and uh, I am 100% grateful for that. The band Everything is playing April 30th at the Hamilton Live in Washington, D.C. We have an eight-piece band, and tickets are moving nicely. We're going to have a great crowd It feels like we're all ready to get together and make music. Uh, In case you don't know me, I am a musician. I believe in the connectivity of music. I believe in the commonality of man, of woman, of people. And I hope to see you there on April 30th. Now let's kind of get into the topic, which is a, a tough topic for sure, about what's going on in Ukraine. And The other night, I have a six and a half year old daughter and I put her to sleep every night and I get the opportunity to watch her fall asleep and uh, be around another person when they drift from day life to night life, right? You go from sleeping or from awake to sleeping and it's just a really powerful moment and I always have that moment looking at her because you know when you're looking at someone sleeping, it's like they're kind of dead to the world on some level, like they're in a different zone, like they're, they're connected to the mothership. And every night I just look at my daughter and I'm like, wow, like we all go at some stage and what if I don't see her in the morning? And just look at her at the, as this beautiful creature that I've gotten to spend time with. And the other night as this was happening, I was just hanging out. I was like, man, you know, what if you live in Ukraine? and have a child. What is that like? It's horrific. It's a, it's traumatic. It's tragic. And I just thought, how lucky am I to have this peaceful moment with my child, to watch her fall asleep in the safety of my home and my community. And I was very moved by that experience. I am so grateful that I've never known war directly. And I can't imagine what it's like to be living in Ukraine right now, where everything is just being absolutely shattered. And anybody who knows me knows that I I research, I read, I pay attention to the media. Being from Washington, D.C., I've always had an interest in uh, geopolitical movements. As a musician, I'm interested in 
learning. I'm curious. My band, everything. We're influenced by the world. Uh, we're an American band, but we're from DC. So it's the world in America. And I've been paying attention to what's happening in Ukraine. And I'm, I'm not going to cover it because there's a lot of good information out there for you to read on your own. Uh, what I would like to do is just sort of cover it from some of the human touch points that I've encountered. And one of the things about living here on the Outer Banks, this is a resort community that 20 some odd years ago that the workforce in the summer, which used to be American college kids, switched over to uh, international students uh, on J-1 visas. And depending on, you know, the administrations and different things like the, the countries of origin kind of shift around. But we have gotten a lot of Ukrainians here on the beach to work and a lot of Russians here on the beach to work. And it's been happening long enough that many of them have stayed, gotten married, had children. So, you know, on my child's soccer team, you know, we have Ukrainian parents. And if you're in the park or at the YMCA, a lot of times you'll hear someone talking Ukrainian or Russian. And so there is this feeling from people who are over here working of that interconnectivity to people back home and like the the diaspora of Ukrainians and Russians, like they're sort of their own community here. So that interconnectivity of what's going on and the interconnectivity of Ukrainian people and Russian people and the histories as brutal as it has become and the interconnectivity through Europe, like it's we are all connected. And when something like this happens, it's just so shattering. And coming out of the pandemic, it's just like even more so. And it's really heartbreaking to hear some people's stories and the connectivity of people that we know here and their families back home. And the United States is also a diverse country. We have layers of Ukrainians and Russians living here. Uh, and you know, my wife's family uh, moved to Johnstown many, many years ago, and her dad's maybe a second-generation American from Poland, Latvia, they're, so they're Slavic, coal miners, and they come from an Orthodox tradition, and the Orthodox Church isn't like the Roman Catholic Church in the sense that the, the hierarchy goes all the way up to the Pope, because the Russian Orthodox patriarch in Russia came out saying, you know, we need to be one Slavic brotherhood under a Orthodox conservative culture. And here in America, the Orthodox churches are trying to, you know, get aid to the Orthodox people and just people in general in Ukraine. So it's just super tricky all the way around in terms of our relations because we are connected. And that brings me to another thing, which is like, not only are we connected as humans, digitally now we are hyper connected. So you can, I know people who are texting people in Ukraine, people are getting real time reports as to what's happening. And you can just be interacting with someone who's having this horrific experience and you can be getting that information directly to your phone. Um, so I think that that's something that's very, very different about this, this uh, conflict right now. Um, the other thing is, is like, I honestly did not think that Vladimir Putin would do this. I thought that he was an instigator. I thought he was after, you know, Ukraine saying they'll never be a NATO country, a whole lot of things that he's been doing. And so I was caught off guard by this. So I was not correct. And I've had discussions with a variety of different people about it. And so for me, there's also the surprise going on and I'm trying to catch up on the information. Um, the other thing that really strikes me about this is like with the connectivity and the fact that we're just coming out of a pandemic, right? The world's upside down. This kind of move seems so old. And I, I think I saw somebody, uh, an interview with a, a 
Ukrainian leaving to go to Poland and, and, you know, modern person with talent and saying like, I can't believe this is the 21st century. And it just seems so old to do things like this. Like we're so interconnected and we've tried to work so hard to evolve past things like this. It just seems so, it's like a backslide in human evolution. And that's just also just unbelievably heart wrenching. So those are a little bit of my comments on some context around this. Um, and it's also, you can tell that I, I have a little, I have a deep voice because I've actually been getting over a spring cold. So uh, I have my radio voice in this. Um, but I do want to switch gears right now to talking to a little bit about some of the people that I know are uh, doing some things. So I have a friend, Angela Eifert. Uh, she is a global connector at Alight which uh, was formerly the American Refugee Committee. So they do disaster relief and a lot of refugee work all around the world. And uh, they are mobilizing uh, a Ukraine response right now. Uh, they're working with the Ukrainian community in Minneapolis, and they're organizing teams that are already on the ground, I do believe, in Poland. Um, so I'm going to try to get Angela on maybe Friday uh, for her to talk through what's been going on because she's an expert in the refugee space. And I think anything out of this that can be a positive light is like, what are we capable of doing to make the situation better? So uh, hopefully I'll be able to get her on on Friday and find out. The other thing is, is like, I want you all to go out and do some research on some good aid groups, because there's a lot of people like Doctors Without Borders who are trying to bring medical supplies, medical expertise to the situation. And I think that that's really important. There's always the Red Cross, a lot of organizations. I'll try to bring some that I find interesting to the light. Uh, one of the ones that I've been tracking is Save Our Allies, which is a, or a group of veterans. And I think you're going to see a lot of very interesting moves from the veteran community here in America because they know what war is about uh, and they have a lot of expertise to be able to help out in non-lethal ways. Um, and so uh, Save Our Allies is one of the ones. They're uh, getting body armor and some supplies together to get some highly trained medics into the situation. So you might look at them. Um, and then also, too, the other thing is like uh, – you know, me being from the arts and being more on the liberal side of things. So we can't forget uh, church organizations. And I feel like sometimes in this country, there's a cultural divide, information divide around religion, around conservative versus liberal. And I think right now what we need to do is we find commonality in being helpful. And there are some church organizations that are certainly doing some good work out there. I'm not an expert on which ones are doing the best work, but I would encourage you to do your research on which church organizations uh, are doing work over there, um, because there is an Orthodox tradition in place over in Ukraine. We have a lot of Orthodox churches here. Uh, my father-in-law is an Orthodox priest, so I'd sort of have some insight into that community. Uh, but once again, you know, always looking for bridges for the greater good of humanity, even if it's just on small moves. Um, and that's kind of what I know about what's happening, at least sharing my experience. I'm sure you all are doing your own research, having your own experiences. We all know some Ukrainians, and we just got to pray, try to be active, try to be helpful. Try to get the right information. Stay grounded. And I hope you're good to yourself. And thank you for listening. I will be in touch again soon.